I, uh, I started this year with a series inspired by a book written by an atheist, uh, Sapiens by Yuval Harari. It was called The Pursuit of Happiness. And I'm ending 2020 with a message inspired by a quote by Mike Tyson. So uh, make of that what you will. But Mike Tyson is not known for his inspiring quotes. He's not known for his philosophies or his theology or his deep and profound thoughts on life. Uh, Mike Tyson is known for being able to knock people out. And uh, he's known for a particularly bad decision at some point in his life to get a face tattoo. And he's known for being practically unbeatable at Mike Tyson's Punch-Out, circa 1987, for you kids of the 80s. But uh, he, he's not known for philosophizing. I can't even say that word. He's not known for that. But he said something particularly profound in an interview. And I tried to find out when he said this, and I couldn't even find it. But it was right before a, bo- uh, a boxing match with Evander Holyfield. And uh, Holyfield was... Tyson was not matched up well with Holyfield. And so everybody was kind of wondering, how's Tyson going to handle Holyfield? Because he dances a lot in the ring, and he moves a lot, and he's quicker than Tyson. And so Tyson was kind of known for his quick fights, 30-second, 40-second fights, where he just one punch and he knock you out. And so this reporter asked him in an interview how he planned to handle Holyfield. Like, Holyfield's got this great plan coming into this boxing match with you. How are you going to handle Holyfield? And Tyson quipped... Something that uh, is very profound and applies to way more than boxing. And that's that everyone has a plan until they get punched in the mouth. Now in February of this year, our staff spent two days on a retreat. And uh, we, we, we came up with a plan for 2020. Like we were really excited about 2020 here at Murray Hills. And we're like, man, we like... We're going to grow in 2020. Like the, we're, we got to figure out how to reach more people in 2020. We got to figure out how to share the good news with people. We got to figure out how to grow this church. And, and like we put this whole plan together as a staff. We, we spent two days putting this plan together. Ty, I've got a picture of it. Can you throw it up real quick? Like this is on my computer. This is on the desktop of my computer. We, we created this whole plan, this whole like here's what we're going to do. We're going to grow to 1,000 people, which was 10% growth for us. And we're going to do it by having incredible Sundays. And we're going to do it by emphasizing our vision and our identity. And we're going to do it with next generation ministry. And so we were talking about what we're going to do for children's ministry and student ministry and how on Sundays we want to connect people with God and we want to connect people with each other and relevant teaching, inspiring worship. Like We put this whole plan together. And we were so excited about it and pumped up about it. And then every staff member made goals, you know, based off the plan. Here's what I'm going to do. Here's my part in the battle plan. Here's my part. In it. That's what we called it. And actually, um, the title on my screen is our battle plan, our 2020 battle plan. That was in February. Three weeks later, we got punched in the mouth. All of us did. And we did not see it coming. If you remember what it felt like in March... If you can remember, like you're starting to hear just a couple of news stories out there. It's in China. It's nothing really for us to worry about. This is not going to affect us. Maybe it'll affect us a little bit, maybe a week or two. I remember we were in softball season at the time, and we played Santa Fe. That was our last game. We played a doubleheader Santa Fe, and we're like, can't believe we got that game in. We're going to have to take two weeks off. We'll see all you guys in two weeks. Keep working out because we're going to finish the season. And then the rest of the season got canceled, and then school got canceled, And then the the NCAA canceled March Madness. 
And then the Major League Baseball canceled the rest of their season. And then the NBA canceled the rest of their season. I mean, like, you remember all that? It just started rolling one after another. And these governors started issuing orders that these businesses couldn't operate and this couldn't happen. And we all went home and we were all working from home. And you couldn't get a haircut and you couldn't go to the gym and work out. And you, you couldn't buy toilet paper. Like, you, I mean, it was just all of this. You couldn't do it. Like, there was so much stuff you couldn't do. And the biggest one for me was you couldn't go to church. Like church... In-person services canceled. Now, in 16 years at this church, we had canceled services one time, and it was an agonizing decision. I remember, I can't remember what year it was, but it, it, there was a big ice storm, and you couldn't get down the hill. And I remember coming to the church and walking down and, like, trying to put salt on the road. Because you just don't cancel church. Like, we just don't cancel church. We're never going to cancel church. There's never, you know, we're always going to have church. If there's six inches of snow on the ground, we're going to have church. And one time in 16 years, we'd canceled. And I think we canceled 16 times this year, in person at least. I know we've had online and, and people have been able to worship online and, you know, we're thankful for the technology. And, but any, those of you online are telling me it's just not the same. Like we had folks that came to Christmas Eve services. It was the first time they'd been here since March. And they're like, oh man, it feels so good to be back in a building with people again. And I know we can't right now. I get that. A lot of us, you know, for whatever reason, feel like we can't do that right now. I understand that. But man, it's just, we got punched in the mouth. And all of us did. And in addition to that, while I'm talking about the church, like, so while all this is going on, we made a decision that we were going to not have our first service a cappella worship. And that was a direction we were moving in already as a church. Two years earlier, we had announced that we wanted to have the same style worship. We wanted all our church to have the same style worship. So we were moving in that direction. But COVID accelerated the pace of that. And like we honestly said, I don't know that we can handle three services coming back. I don't know that we have the capacity to have three services. I, don't, I wasn't even sure we had the capacity to do two services. And honestly, we didn't. Like if you remember when we came back in May, there was, you know, 100 people here. We didn't. We should have come back with one service. But that's hindsight. You know, we, 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 we just didn't think we could handle three services. And so we made that change. And we lost some people as a result of that change. And then a couple weeks after that, we made the decision to close Spring Hill. And Spring Hill was a five-year vision of this church to be a multi-site church. One church, two locations. We've preached that vision for five years. Our elders were working on that. Our staff was working on that. And we just said, you know, based on the size of this campus, based on uh, how old this campus is, you know, as far as it's only a couple years old, and they've been through so much change already, and there's so much uncertainty with COVID, and we just don't know what's going to happen. And we just felt like we needed to, to close that campus and kind of bring everything back in to Columbia. And we lost some people as a result of that as well. And we lost some people as a result of COVID. Like when COVID happened, there's people, you know, one of the things that happened was we all started watching, you know, those online right now, you know, we all started watching all these other churches, you know. So we got to watch all these other churches and, and some of us were like, hey, I, I kind of like that one better. That, that one's a good fit for me or whatever. And so people ended up, you know, switching churches and those kinds of things. People maybe got out of the habit of going to church and it's going to be hard for them to come back or um, people didn't like the way we handled this. I don't know if you knew this or not, but it's been controversial how COVID was handled. I don't know if anybody, like mask or no mask and, you know, meat or not meat or anything like that. Like, there's been a few people that have been upset with the way we've handled it. Hey, you guys should have mandated mask a lot earlier. Or you guys should have never said mask needed to be required. Like, I, we, we lost people in 2020. Our grand plan of like, we're going to grow to 1,000 people. 
Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, we've lost a lot of folks. I don't know even who we've lost. We've also gained people. And that's the interesting thing about 2020. Like, when we came back in May, every Sunday, even when we had like 100 people here on a Sunday morning, we were at 15% capacity. We had new families every single Sunday. And there were families that joined us because they joined us online. And some people are joined us online right now that haven't been to an in-person service yet, but they've been joining us online. So we've had new families coming in. So there's been all of this kind of turnover. And, like, I don't even know, like, I don't know who we've lost. I don't know who we've gained. I don't know. You know, one of our elders was talking to me the other day about the size church we are. And I'm like, he, was, he wasn't like a bragging thing. He was just asking a question, like, something about churches of our size how are they handling xyz and i'm like i don't even know what churches of our size what size are we i don't have a clue i don't know are we 300 400 500 a thousand i don't know like how do you tell when we can't all gather together as a church anymore and so it's it, we're just in this weird weird season as a church and and we've had to, to pivot so many things and honestly not all of it has been bad like, there, there's some good things that happen. The biggest shift in 2020 is the things that, that churches, most churches, and I'm, us too, the things that most churches and pastors tend to focus on is not so important anymore. What do pastors like to focus on? How many butts are in the seat on Sunday morning? Like, we keep track of that. We got charts for that, you know. And when, when we get together with other pastors for lunch, we're like, so how many are you having on Sunday? You know, what's, going, what's your attendance looking like? Attendance? Ha! You know, throw that out the window. That, you, how do you even track attendance in this? That, well, like, we track our online numbers, so we have an idea at least how many viewers we've got. But we don't know if one viewer equals seven people or if one viewer equals one person or if you just started the viewing and then you're in the kitchen cooking dinner and not paying any attention to what's going on right now. Like, we don't have any clue. And so, like, attendance doesn't matter as either on Sundays in worship. But what I'm saying is, it's, attendance doesn't matter. It's engagement that matters. And, and the crowd size doesn't matter. It's the connection that matters. It's staying connected with one another that matters. So what we've tried to do when we got punched in the face is we tried to pivot and say, you know what? Let's, let's get back to the basics. You know, everything, our whole church is built around in-person services, pretty much, if you think about it. Like, our whole plan that we had for 2020 was built around our ability to gather together, and ability for students to gather together, and ability for children's ministry to gather together. They can't do that anymore. All right, we're going to think a little bit differently about that. Our staff was built around the ability to gather together, and they can't do that anymore. So we're going to have to think differently. So, so let's think, uh, like, how do we just get back to the basics and get back to connecting people to God and connecting people to each other and ultimately that's what it's all about like how do, how do we just make Jesus the emphasis here and so we did a series right at the end or beginning actually of uh, on Easter called irresistible and it was more about just like how we've just complicated this whole thing called church and we've made it so event and focus and program driven and all these things like how do we just let's just focus on Jesus and what he said and what he taught and he basically told us to love one another so how do we love one another during a time like this and, and let's, let's read the whole, like in the fall, we said, let's just read the whole Bible together. I did the longest series I've ever done called The Story. And like, let's just read the Bible together and let's just, let's just get back to what matters most. And, and our staff have been pivoting. And, and like Ebony, we brought Ebony over from 
instead of being the Spring Hill campus pastor, we, she came over and became our discipleship pastor because we said, you know what, that's an area that, that we're weak in. We, we, like, we need to help people grow as disciples of Jesus. We need to help people learn what it means to be followers of Jesus. And that's one of the things she's charged with. The other thing was, we need you to be our online pastor. Somebody the other day, she's in the back corner right there, and somebody the other day said, why is Ebony always sitting in the back corner of her computer during church? Because she's ministering to the other 70% of our congregation who aren't here right now. Like she's, she's connecting with them and talking to them and, and telling them, you know, and right now they're on comment section saying, Ebony, you're awesome. Y'all better be, because she is. Um, because, I mean, that's, and that's been incredible. Tiffany came over from Spring Hill Worship Pastor. She became uh, part of our worship team here. But you guys know she runs all of our social media. Do you know how important social media has become for us as a church? I mean, that's the way we stay connected with one another now. And, and Tiffany doesn't just, like, sh- shout out announcements. I hope you see. She taught, like, if you're wondering why the church is liking your stuff or commenting and all that stuff, that's Tiffany. She's doing an incredible job. And Scott, I, listen, Scott's not just leading worship for us. He does all our videos. He, he's, he's, like, been helping us with the live stream. Like, Rob and Scott back there, those two Scott, that other Scott. We couldn't do it without them. But, um, you know, Scott's had to pivot last night at 5 o'clock. He's like, hey, we had a possible exposure on the worship team. What am I going to do? <laughs> I mean, you think about that. Like, that's why it was just him by himself this morning. Because he had to, you got you to change just like that. And all our staff have done that. Todd's been thinking about how do we do student ministry in this time. And, and how do we do, uh, Tammy's been thinking, how do we do children's ministry this time. And Tim's been thinking about that. Sherry's been thinking about that. And you guys are thinking about that. I know I'm just talking about the church, but you're having to rethink how do you do your business, how do, you, how do you do school, how do you do your family. Like we're having to rethink all of that because all of us got punched in the mouth. And honestly, it wasn't all bad, was it? Because when you, when you lose things like that, like I hadn't had cell service since Christmas morning. And I haven't missed it so far. <laughs> Now, I still have Wi-Fi. If I didn't have Wi-Fi, I'd be crying the blues, okay? But I had, nobody's been able to call me since Christmas morning. And, I, like, it's kind of been nice that nobody's been able to call me. I'm kind of, I'm kind of like, I, I, went, I came to church on Christmas Day because we had to set some stuff up. So I told Jenny, like, I guess it's like the old days. You know, just uh, I'll see you when I get home. And, you know, <laughs> you, you won't be able to get hold of me while I'm on the road. Uh, there's been some good that's happened because it's forced us to focus on things that really matter most. And whenever life gets disrupted, we, we, we do get stressed and we do get anxious. But we also get back to the basics. And then like in our lives, we say, you know what matters most to me is my family and my faith. That's what matters most to me. And that's where I want to spend my time. And that's where I want to focus my energies. And I want to focus my energies on staying connected to my family and my faith. And that's what we're doing at this church as well. If you want to know what my 2021 battle plan is, I don't have a chart like this uh, for, for 2021. I learned my lesson. Okay, I don't, I, my, my plan for 2021 is stay the course. I stay the course. I, I've learned a lot in 2020 about what priorities are and what really matters most. And so I want to keep focusing on what matters most because this thing's not going to end just because the calendar shifts to another year. We were thinking that early in 2020, like, oh, man, what? can't just get this year over with. Thank goodness this is last Sunday, 2020, and once 2021 hits, everything's going to be back to normal again. No, it's not. You know it's not. We've got a long winter ahead of us. 
We're going to, you know, schools may, we may have more shutdowns. Your businesses may be affected again. You got family members that may be exposed or get sick. You may get exposed or get sick. Like it's, it, it's going to be a long winter. It's at, spring at the earliest. And I may be a real optimist to think spring. Probably summer. Maybe even past that. So I, we know what we're getting into in 2021. Like we know what's ahead. We know what's coming. So what are we going to do? What, what, what is our focus? And I, I said, I posted something on social media this morning and said, Jesus has an idea. He does have an idea. I want to show you real quick. Um, it's Luke chapter 12. It's something Jesus says in the Sermon on the Mount, but I like the way Luke puts it better. Uh, so Luke kind of rearranges it just a little bit differently. And what I think Jesus does here in Luke chapter 12, uh, starting down in verse 22, is he tells us where we've been, he tells us where we're going, and he tells us how to get there. And for me, this is kind of the 2021 plan. This, this is what I want to do in 2021. This is my focus for the rest of this week and the rest of this month and the rest of this winter and maybe the rest of next year. It says, Jesus said to his disciples, Therefore I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat, or about your body, what you will wear. For life is more than food, and the body is more than clothes. And Jesus is just talking about some everyday worries that we tend to worry about. We could add a whole lot more to the list if we wanted to. But he's just saying, don't worry about the little things. You're like, whoa, 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 now, now food's not a little thing. <laughs> Health is not a little thing. Jesus is saying, don't worry about those things. Because life is more than that. Consider the ravens, they do not sow or reap. They have no storehouses or barn, yet God feeds them. And how much more valuable you are than birds. Who of you, by worrying, can add a single hour to your life? Since you cannot do this very little thing, why do you worry about the rest? <laughs> and I love how he calls adding a single hour to your life a very little thing. <laughs> Only Jesus could say that. Consider how the wildflowers grow. They do not labor or spin. Yet I tell you, not even Solomon in all his splendor was dressed like one of those. If that is how God clothes the grass of the field, which is here today and tomorrow is thrown into the fire, how much more will he clothe you, you of little faith? And do not set your heart on what you will eat or drink. Do not worry about it, for the pagan world runs after such things, and your father knows you need them. But, and this verse 31 is important to me, because that's, like, that, that's where we've been. What Jesus just described is where we've been. We've been worried. We've been anxious. We've been stressed. We, our emotions have been frayed. We have been on edge. And we know Jesus tells us do not worry. But that's really hard when we have multiple, multiple reasons to worry. It's like every morning we wake up. Even on Christmas morning we wake up and there's another reason to worry. So our faith gets tested in those times. But Jesus says at the end of a teaching on worry, he says in verse 31, but seek his kingdom. And these things will be given to you as well. That's where we go in 2021. That's the, that like, we'll seek first the kingdom of God. That's where our emphasis has to be. Seek the things that matter. Seek the things that matter most. Don't worry about these small things. Seek the important things, the, the things that matter. And he says how we're going to get there. Look at verse 32. Do not be afraid, little flock. For your father has been pleased to give you the kingdom. Now, that, you put titles, two verses together. Seek first the kingdom of God, and don't be afraid because God's given it to you. God's given you what you're seeking. Sell your possessions and give to the poor. 
Provide purses for yourselves that will not wear out, a treasure in heaven that will never fail, where no thief comes near and no moth destroys. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. So it's not just that Jesus said, like so many times I've preached this passage and I just say, don't worry. You know, Jesus says, don't worry. It's not just that Jesus says, don't worry. Jesus says, you'll worry a lot less if you get your priorities right. Like, if you, if you get your priorities right, the worry will start to shrink because you'll, you'll be focused on the things that matter. So if you worry about the kingdom of God more than you worry about what's going to happen tomorrow and where you're going to go the next day and where you're going to buy toilet paper and if you're going to have cell service and if the Wi-Fi is going to be... If you'll stop worrying about that kind of stuff and just worry about the kingdom, that, that's the first thing. That if you focus on that and the way you focus on the kingdom, he says it right there. Sell your possessions. Provide purses for yourself that won't wear out. A treasure in heaven that will never fail. What he talks about is, is the, the otherness, like focusing on other people. Putting other needs above, others' needs above your own. Putting your, putting, your needs, uh, putting your hope in things that are eternal, not things that wear out. So much of the stuff we worry about is temporary. It's here today and gone tomorrow. And he says, focus these things on, on things that are eternal. That's why I think one of the best things we did as a church uh, this last month was the 12 Charities of Christmas. Because it, it forced, in a time in which we're all worried about ourselves, our jobs, our this, our that, our that, you know, our, our kids, what's going to happen here. It forced us to kind of look out and focus on other people. And I was in, amazed at how this church responded to that when we did. When we, when we, I'll, this church always does that well. But when we looked out and said, hey, this is where our focus needs to be. And so I look at 2021 and go, I want to seek first the kingdom of God. And we seek first the kingdom of God by serving our community, by putting others' needs above our, our own, by um, loving our neighbors as we love ourselves, by treating other people in the way that we want to be treated. I mean, all of these things that Jesus teaches us, just the basics, like just get back to the basics. If we just get back to the basics and get our priorities right, then we don't have as many reasons to worry. Let me pray for us. And uh, I'll be, I got one more thing to, to let you know about what's coming up next Sunday. But let me pray for us. Father, uh, we know that uh, ultimately you have this world in, in your hands. We know, that, uh, we know that you're sovereign. We know that um, you're all-powerful, all-knowing, and, and all-present, that you're with us all the time. But uh, it's, it's hard for us to see that sometimes. It's, it's tough because we get overwhelmed with life. And uh, it seems like every day there's, there's something hitting us, something new to worry about. And there's an entire industry. And, and that industry has access to the devices we carry in our pockets. And it, they, they, they remind us 24 hours a day of things to worry about and things that we should be scared about and things that we should fear. And... Uh, Father, I, just, I pray that you help us. We know that this is not just a 21st century problem. We know, we know this is a first century problem too. But I pray you help us to, to take to heart the teachings of your son Jesus who encourages us not to worry but to, to put faith over the fear. Encourages us to seek your kingdom first. To seek your priorities first. The things that you want to see done upon this earth. Uh, first, And I pray that as we move into this next year, as a, as a calendar turns a page, you'll help us do that as a church. 
as a body of people that we would collectively be able to do that. But you'll help us do that as individuals, as these people that head out into their jobs, that they would be kingdom-minded people and they would look at how to do their jobs and how to do their careers with the kingdom in mind and your priorities in mind. As they go back to school, that they would be kingdom-minded people and, and they look at how to put others first and how to be kind and how to show love and patience and self-control. Um, as we step back in our families, just, just help us to be better moms and dads and grandparents and brothers and sisters and, and people who are just kingdom-minded. So, Father, that's my prayer for, for 2021 is that we would seek first your kingdom. And we know that you promise us that if we'll, if we'll do that, then the rest of it will fall in place. It's in the name of your son, Jesus, I pray these things. Amen. All right. Next Sunday, uh, was it January 